Warning, this podcast contains mature language, perverted fetishes, bullet-shaped breasts, ideal parts, crazy ninjas, and Greek vases. Listener discretion is advised, yo.
Ideal breasts, ideal eyes, ideal voice, ideal legs, and ideal waist equals pain. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spire Kid Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How you guys doing today? Doing good, I hope. Yeah, we're up, we're running, we're doing good. And Comic-Con was fucking awesome, man! It was fucking... Oh, what can I say? What the fuck can I say about Comic-Con except, oh, it was great. Definitely, definitely I'm going to freaking San Diego because it was awesome. Some of the shit I saw was great. It was just, oh, geekgasm. It was, oh, it was just, half the shit I saw there was phenomenal and great. And I'm actually doing a supplemental just of me geeking out about Comic-Con. That's not going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately, but it'll happen eventually. So anyway, for those of you who are new, welcome. For those of you returning... Hey guys, how you doing? For those who don't know, Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what this podcast does is every episode, we review one to two mangas and pretty much what I'm going to do is tell you a little bit of information about it and also just tell you what I feel about it, give you a little rating on it. And if you agree with us, you know, that's no problem. We're just helping you out so that way when you go to the bookstore, you're like, hey, I wonder what manga to buy. This manga looks good and it turns out to be shit. I do all the dirty work. I read all the shit. I see if it's good. I see if it's bad. I'll tell you everything about it if you're interested. No problem. If you hate it, fuck you. It's no problem. Anyway, so I think that's about all with the usual rants. Think? Yeah? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So, either way, on to news. Yes, I actually have news now. More news. Okay, now, first one's kind of big. Now, last episode, I told you that Rumiko Takahashi, her new manga, is coming out. They finally said it's coming out. The thing which makes me insanely happy, though, is Viz picked it up. Viz has picked up the new series, which doesn't have a title yet, and it's going to be coming out later this year. So that's kind of cool. So it should be coming out almost like a month in between each one. But that's nice. That way, you know, I get my Takahashi fix. Because, I mean, most of her series are awesome. I mean, you got Meisani Koku. Awesome. You had uh, Yuretsai Asura. Awesome. Mermaid Scar. Awesome. Ranmo One Half. For those of you who know, I love that series. It's great. Inuyasha. Meh. Uh, Ramiko Theater. Meh. But, you know, her series are... Oh, One Pound Gospel was also pretty cool, but her series are good. She's a very good artist and a great storyteller, so the new one has to be awesome. Hopefully it's great. But enough of the geekery. Also, besides this, Viz has picked up a couple of other titles. Something kind of meh. Like, you know, some of the ones she picked up is What a Wonderful World. I have no idea what this is about. I have no interest in it. Also... Yu-Gi-Oh! R! More fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Boys Over Flowers, the epilogue is coming out. Bah! Go-Go Monster. Bah! Beastmaster. And no, it's not based on the 1980s film with the guy with the ferrets. This is some guy who's a pedophile or some shit. I don't know. The Gentleman's Alliance Cross art book. I haven't even read that series yet. Butterfly Flowers. Bleh. Not Simple. And finally, All My Darling Daughters. So, some good stuff, some stuff which sounds interesting, and some stuff which sounds like crap. Uh, we'll have to wait to see, you know? There should have some more information on them soon. Uh, what else is in the news? Oh yes, Yen Press is adding Spice and Wolf, Yetsuba and Crescent Moon Story. All are being added to their titles, so that's kind of cool. The thing which kind of sucks is that Yotsuba and was originally an ADV manga title. Now it's into Yen Press. It's a cool series. It's made by the people who made Azumanga Down. It's starring this like 11-year-old green-haired psychopath. And Spice and Wolf, you know, that's a pretty cool series. 
So, yeah, that's some good information. And then the final one is for all of you mech fans out there. Bandai Entertainment is releasing all of the Gundam Double Zero mangas out. They're all coming out. And they've acquired all of them and they'll be released and we'll see all the spin-offs of Gundam Double O and blah. I don't know why they're, they, they, they had to announce that. We already knew they had all the fucking licenses. It's Bandai for... Anyway. So yes, more Gundam manga. Hooray. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, also, a couple people have emailed me about actually working on one of the contests we have. Because three of the contests that we have are... The first one is design a Wheel of Manga list. For those of you who don't know what the Wheel of Manga is, wait till the end of the episode. It's definitely worth it. Um... The second one, which the person's working on, is design an opening for this show. I mean, have you know how we have our intros where usually it's some weird random warning? Well, he's designing that. And also, he might be making an actual introduction for the show, so I just don't have random anime music in the beginning. But you had to admit, that opening music for this episode freaking pumped you up. I mean, that's one of those musics that you hear and you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of someone. Ooh. Oh man, I'm just still psyched from this weekend, so sorry if I'm all... But anyway, so we know why you're here. You're not here to hear about news, you're not here to hear about me ranting. You're here to hear me talk about manga. So let me tell you about what I'm reviewing for this episode. For those of you who remember from last week, from the Wheel of Manga, I spun it and I got Ikora. Now, Ikora, also known as Love and Collage is a manga created by Kazuro Inoue and it was published by Shogun Kukan. It's a shonen and it originally came out around 2005 and it ended end of last year. So it's about 12 volumes and uh, it's probably never coming out to the United States which kinda sucks because it's actually pretty interesting. And it's of course a harem. Yes I know, harem, warning, pain, I know. Just, Just hear me out. And for those of you who, who think Kazuro sounds very familiar, this is the same person who created Midori Days. The one with the guy who had a his hand became a girl that liked him, which is kind of creepy on so many levels, but... Okay, so what is Ikora about? Now, Ikora is about Hachibi Maide. Now, Maide is a 15-year-old kid, and the series opens up where his friends are bullshitting, like saying, Oh, yeah... Tamama is the cutest girl in the school. No, no, no. Yui from class 3F is this. And Maide says, they say, Maide, what do you think? And he just picks the most ugly girl in school. He says, she's hot. And they're like, what are you smoking? And he's like, no, it's because of her legs. What? And he's like, the reason why, girls are all about parts. What? Here's the deal. The girl has almost ideal parts. The, I love legs like that because she has almost vertical legs. Legs that are perfectly symmetrical from top to bottom. There's no bulges. It's just a straight line. It's like, I, it's like there's no one that really exists like that. No, 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 no. There are. Like this anime character, Sammy-san. She's an anime character. No, no, no. But trust me, it's beautiful. And I, it's like, so you like girls with this type of legs? No, not just girls. They have to have specific parts. Like the legs are one thing, but... You know, it's got to be eye-shaped just like cat eyes, and the color should be like a transparent blue. And, you know, the breasts, they should be big and stick out, and, you know, like the pointed tip of 
uh, high-speed bullet train. And, you know, her voice, it should be husky with deep brass. And then, you know, her nose should hang down and have a mushy-like feel. And then her lips should be just pouty. And her waist should be like a Greek vase. I mean, those are my ideals. It's like, and they're saying, you don't care about other girls as long as the girl has these parts? It's like, yeah, that's it exactly. So, this guy's a fetishist. He's obsessed with body parts. He likes specific types of body parts. So, and he's in this small town. He found, he lives with his mom. And they say, you know what? I'm not going to find a girl like that out here at all. So, I'm going to go to Tokyo. That's why I now fall in love and find the girl of my dreams and blah. So, he gets his mom to send him out to this school in Tokyo. And as he's going to the dorms, he sees a burnt-down building. Turns out that the men's dorm was burned down by some arsonist. Now, as he's sulking, this girl on a bike pedals up and bashes into him. She's going, out of the way, out of the way! And immediately, he's looking at this girl, because he's pissed off. He's like, hey, watch where you're! And her, her, you know, her skirt is up. You can see her panties. And he's not looking at her panties. He's looking like saying, okay, uh, legs? No, they're not right. Breasts? No. Voice? No, I don't like it. And the one thing he sees which just draws him in, though, is her eyes. He sees the eyes like, oh, my God. They're beautiful. And then after an altercation, she just gets mad and walks away and is just really pissed off. And, you know, he's just kind of a little upset, too. And this girl drives up. And it's like, hey, are you Maida Kuhn? Like, yeah. I'm uh, the dorm mother for this for the, the men's dorm. Come in here. And he sees this girl. And immediately he sees she has the Sami-san legs. The perfect legs that are symmetrical from top to bottom. He's like, oh, that's so hot. That's so hot. And this girl is driving this very nice vintage Jaguar, which is just, you know, very cool and just... She's like, look, here's the deal. It got burned down. I was trying to contact everyone. You're the last person on the list. You can't stay here. There's, you know, do you have anyone you could stay with or anything? And he's like, I have no one. I mean, my mom paid for, you know, she used all the money she had to send me here. And I'm not going to ask her for money so I could get an apartment. And I I thought I was going to live in the dorms. I mean, I don't know anybody out here. It's like, I'll probably just sleep in the park. And so, you know, this person who is um, Subame Amiyagi, she pretty much says, okay, here's the deal. I also um, run the women's dorm, and we have a shed in the back. And once this place is built, you could go back there and you could stay for a little bit of time in the shed. You can live in the shed behind this school, you know, this girl's dorm, okay? And he's like, okay, that's cool. And he's like, all thinking back to Ted, oh, yes, I get to be with my ideal legs. And, be, and you know, this landlord's pretty cool. I mean, she's also a major drunk. When I think about her, she reminds me a little bit of Tina from Aori Aoshi and uh, Hakura from, uh, what is, um, uh, what is that? It's the... Uh, I'll remember her in a second. But anyway, so he ends up going to the dorm, and they say, oh, let's introduce you to everybody here. And immediately, the first person he sees 
is the girl he ran into. And she's like, he can't stay here. He's looking at my panties. And this is everyone's the considerably his ideal person. Sakurako Tenmaku. She's a freshman girl, and she has the ideal eyes, and she's a typical man hater, a Sundra character. Typical, you know, I'm gonna, oh, he did something wrong, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him guy. And so, he's like, oh no, she's like, so then, as she's running after him, he bumps into this girl, very thin, meek, big glasses, Yukari Tsukino, who's a middle school student living there. And as they trip and fall, he lands on top of her, and he's like, oh, she doesn't look, she's wearing very baggy clothes, like, she doesn't look so... And he's feeling, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, those those perfectly symmetrical, oh my, she has the bullet train boobies! <laughs> and he's going crazy because, oh my god, she has the perfect boobs, she has the perfect boobs, I love it, I love it. And she's, you know, typical bashful shinobu from Love Hina type character. So then as she's... He's trying to back away. The next person who shows up is the last member of the dorm house, Kinero Otari, who is a ninja and hates men. And she has a very deep and raspy voice. And it's his ideal voice. And they say, we're going to kick you out. He's like, oh, oh. And he's depressed because they say, he can't stay here. He's a jerk and a punk. And he, he was looking at my panties. And as he's leaving, he's like, you know what? I don't want to stay in a place where people hate me. And for the record... I wasn't looking at your panties, I was looking at your eyes. And he's all depressed, and he's staying in the park, and meanwhile, Subame tells them, he's like, you know, he didn't have anywhere to go. He had no friends, he, he's stuck, and, you know, Sakurako is kind of started to press, like, oh, what did I do? Maybe he was not such a bad guy. So anyway, as Maida is out in, you know, he's freezing, he notices this guy giggling with a can of gasoline. Turns out, this is the arsonist from before who burned down the men's dorm. He's actually going to burn down the women's dorm because he used to work at the women's dorm and he got arrested because they thought he was a pedophile. So, long story short, as he's this big altercation happens and Maida comes and saves the day and, you know, because his ideal parts are in being threatened, he becomes berserker strength, super saiyan, mega playboy, super powered, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you guy. And so he ends up kicking the shit out of this guy and they say, you know what, you, he saved us, you could stay here. And so this leads into lots of wacky harem hijinks with, you know, all the different ideal parts and him trying to woo them. Now first off, here's something that's very different from all the other harem series. Generally, the main protagonist of a harem series is wimpy, doesn't notice the females, you know, the female, their feelings about him, or just doesn't care, or he's a little perverted, but not too much. This guy is a straight-up pervert. He's a hentai. He's obsessed with these body parts. Like, there's a club in the school, the art club. He has all these books based on all body parts, and just, they go crazy over it. It's like, oh my god, look at those eyes. If you wear glasses, they accentuate them. Look, if she wears that belt, it makes them look better. If you spray water on her shirt, her boobs look better. <laughs> so, anyway, he's just very, he goes to these insane lengths to just indulge in these fetishes, and he just... You know, he cares about them, though. That's the thing. He, it's They're not just parts to him. Like, later on, there's this girl, Ayumi Yetsuhashi. She is the idol of the school, the most popular girl in school. 
and she does a kuno, a kodachi kuno on him. She sees he's strong, and she says, I'm going to marry you. You're the strongest kid in the school. You're mine. And he doesn't like her at first, because she's like, you have nothing I like. You don't have any of the parts or anything, until he finds out that she actually has the ideal waist. And she exhibits this, you know, she just, if she wants to get him, she lifts up her shirt, and she does a belly dance, and he's like, I must have the waist. And she has no problem doing it. But the thing is that, Later on, something happens where she lets the waist go, and he's like, look. He goes to protect her. He's like, look, it doesn't matter if you have the ideal part. You're, the person is irreplaceable, too. And so she falls in love with him. And the rest of them kind of like him, because, you know, like, Subame is, you know, the teacher. She At one point, she tries to get him to realize that he about love, because he really doesn't understand that concept. He knows, I like body parts, but... And he says, I don't know what love is like. I mean, I know you're not supposed to force people into love, but what's love? Really confused by it. And, you know, Sukurako is, like I said, typical man-hating love interest. And she, you know, something happened in her past and she hates all men. And her little happy quirk is that she's economical. Like, insanely economical. Like, to make her happy, you take her to these bargain basement things where... You know, everything, you can have 30 items for 10 yen! And she'll go crazy and just buy everything. And, you know, she'll cut cans to sharpen scissors, and she'll she'll save tea bags and stuff like that. And that's her whole thing. And she ends up hooking up with him, and they're having a relationship, but she's just a crazy person. Then Yukari's. Personally, she's the one I think he should hook up with, and it's not just because of the fact that she has huge boobs... It's just, she just, I like generally when the more mild character hooks up with him, which never really happens, but she's, you know, very bashful, and she's an excellent Kudo champion. Now, Kudo, for those who don't know, is the traditional Japanese art of firing a bow, and she's really good at that. And also, she is part of a doujin club, which is kind of cool. She makes doujinshis, and she's a cosplayer, and a huge video game fanatic. Like, she's known as Masked Gamer X. And... She actually admits that she loves him because she falls in love with him and things. And then the last one, she's a ninja, but she likes to do karaoke. And just, she hates him. She's like Makoto from La Fina. That's the the analog. And also, she looks exactly like um, now Makinoshi from Midori Days. Also, Yukari looks like Midori from Midori Days. A lot of the characters look like the same characters from Midori Days. It doesn't seem like he changes his art style a lot. But anyway, Karino, she is very, you know, manly and aggressive and angry. But when she sings karaoke, it's funny because he always tries to get her to say really horrific things. Like, he writes a song for her, which essentially is so dirty and raunchy. It's pretty fucked up. It's like, translated, it's like, um, please let me come for you. And she doesn't realize that the sexual innuendo is behind the song. It's like, I like feeling you with me and... These, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, what else is there? Other characters? Um, well, there's not anything else. Just like I said, it's typical harem. Just hijinks happen. I mean, the only other character that's really noticeable besides the president who I told you about at the art club, who's all crazy and nuts. There's this one character who is like this transfer student from a cram school, and all these girls like him and things like that, and he's just very, you know, he, he loves the, pers- the idea of being in love with something. 
and he thinks, you know, he doesn't understand the whole parts love thing. Then he realizes that, you know, Maeda is actually in love with these parts, and he's like, I, I love the fact that you're in love with you. I love you! I'm not gay! Run away! <laughs> so he's running from this guy who creeps him the fuck out. And then what happens is that, you know, through an accident, Maeda learns that this guy, Haiji, has the ideal ass, and he has this huge, just three chapters of him with mental anguish, like, it's like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, I gotta kill him, I gotta kill him, I gotta break his ass, but no, his ass is perfect! Like, he takes out a baseball bat, if I break it, I won't like it anymore, but it's perfect! And now they're just kind of good friends, it turns to, um... But typical hijinks, you know, like they have one where they get a pair of glasses which have skeleton vision. Another one, there's this character who has an exaggerated manga face. And he's a pioneer fetishist, travels all over Japan to show all this stuff. And then there's stuff with middle school students falling in love with adults and all this weird things. And just, it examines fetishes in general. Like, you had, they examine the whole concept of moe and maid cafes. And it's... Overall, it's a little different than most mangas I've read that are harem. Because, like I said, there's a lot of little differences, but there's a lot of similarities also. And pretty much, I'll give you my rating for this manga after this promo. Hi, this is Aaron and Noah, and we're a couple living in New York City. We run the Ninja Consultant Podcast. Sometimes we talk about ninjas, but mostly our show is about anime. We don't do anime news because we don't know any... <laughs> I know what the news is, because I've heard it on every anime podcast this week. We have over 800 years of combined otaku experience, and I guess sometimes we talk about it. You can train to be an otaku, or just sound like one. Choose from any of the following areas of expertise. Conventions. Fan culture. AMVs. Fan subs. Fan parodies. Fan art. Manga. Cosplay. Ninja studies. Refrigerator repair. Or get your GED. And much, much more. Can you draw this pirate? Go to www.ninjaconsultant.com and discover the wonderful world of anime art. That's www.ninjaconsultant.com. Or search for us in the iTunes... Wait, we're a couple? You were a couple. I mean, I knew that. Yep, Ninja Consultants gotta love it. Now, for this manga, as I said, a lot of similarities with most other harems. A lot of the characters are pretty much straight up stereotypes. You know, you have the typical main love interest who's angry and beats the main character. You have the very quiet love interest who's very shy but has a crazy wild side, but it, she admits she loves him, but she doesn't do anything. You have the angry, abusive, just man-hating one who slowly shows her feminine side, the Sundre character. You have the aggressive, rich, crazy bitch. You have the homosexual guy who just creeps you the fuck out. And you have the older love interest who doesn't give a shit about him. Which are played out. I love the fact, though, that main character actually isn't like, I'm not going to do anything. He actually tries to hook up with them and get them to do things. Which is fucked up, but I gotta give him props on that. Also, I really enjoy the fact that they actually go over all the different fetishes and they actually kind of examine it on a more, you know, intellectual level. Not just saying, oh, it's just a perverted fetish. They say, okay, the reason why you like body parts is the, the symmetry of the the thing and of the body and so on and so forth. I really can't articulate it because I'm an idiot, but it's if you read it, it kind of makes sense, but it does have a lot of those harem hang-ups. 
So I'm going to give it a typical gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. I mean, I really want to give this more. I really do. I do enjoy it and I would read it, but here's where it gets lowered down. One, it's never coming to the United States and I got to get scans of it. You can read it at scan and onemanga.com, but you can't get it in the United States. That drops down. Second, a lot of the jokes are, like I said, they're repetitious, they've been done before, and the other thing which kind of drives me nuts is it's just, some of the things this guy does are creepy even for me. I mean, at one point, the perverted president of the art club has a girl strip for him, and she's like a middle school student. That's kind of gross on so many levels, so yeah, it's a good manga. If you have a chance, check it out. I mean, if maybe if you read it, they might bring it over here and it might go up. Who knows? But check it out. Definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now on to some other interesting things for the Spyker Manga Review before that big moment. Now, first off, if you haven't heard about it from any of the other podcasts, definitely check out the Otaku Diaries project. It's pretty cool. I actually filled out for it. Now, for those who don't know, the Otaku Diaries is this website is actually doing this thing where they're giving a survey out of about 200 questions about what it's like to be otaku, and they're doing it case by case, and they're going to do this huge project starting at the end of the month. Uh, it's otakudiaries at gmail.com. They'll give you all the information you need. It's pretty cool. Um, the test took you about an hour and a half to fill out all the survey questions, and some are just very simple, and some are just really obscure and strange. Definitely worth checking out. Um, what else? For those of you who don't know, I do have a forum, spyrokin.rapidboards.com. Please check it out. I would appreciate some activity. I mean, I like talking to myself, but I'm not a good conversationalist at times. Yes, I am. Shut up. Anyway, uh, so now you think I'm MPD, but besides that, like I said before, contest, check them out. Also, check our MySpace out, myspace.com forward slash spyrokin. We have a Facebook group, the Spark and Manga Review. Just look up in groups, Spark and Manga Review. And uh, our website is sparkin.podbean.com. We have our voicemail. No one has called it yet. Well, one guy did, but um, no. And that's 206-426-MONK, which is 206-426-6665. And now, I think we're ready for that time we've all been waiting for. For that one... That only the wheel of manga. Yes, friends, the wheel of manga, except no substitute. For those who don't know, every episode of the Spy Kid Manga Review, what we do is we spin the wheel of manga after applying 10 mangas to each of the slots. And then what we do is we spin the wheel of manga, and whatever number it lands on, that's what I'll be reviewing for the next episode of this Spy Kid Manga Review. So, without further ado, let me spin the wheel of manga to see what's going to be in episode 34. That was a good spin. And so, what I'm going to be reviewing for episode 34 of the Spire Kid Manga Review is Beck Mongolian Chop. Okay, that's kind of cool. Musical manga based off of the singer Beck, I think. Not entirely sure. But I don't think that matters. So, I think that's about it. Yep, as usual, you can contact us at spirekin at gmail.com, zan.spirekin at gmail.com. 
our voicemail, which I said, 206-426-6665, or check us out at our Twitter, just look up Spiraken, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. If you want to check me out on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spiraken. Yeah, guess that's about it, so as usual, thanks for listening, I'm Gonsville. Let